Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Hello, folks. Welcome to Are You a Fan by Moonbound Productions. If you liked the episode, give us a like, share, follow. Heck, maybe even just stick around for this episode. So, question for the audience and for you, Joker. What's up? If you could gain magical, like, godhood, but you had to sacrifice a loved one, would you do it? For godhood? Yes. I'm sorry to to all my loved ones, but someone's getting sacrificed. Let let them figure that out. Be a little weird if like you kept doing it and just like nothing kept happening. You're like, huh? I guess I didn't love that person. <laughs> like, huh? Well, I guess yeah. That that's uh that's kind of a downer, right? Just push somebody off the cliff. It's like, I guess I just didn't hate that one. <laughs> okay, so that brings us into our character for this week, John Constantine from the DC Universe. Okay, so let's get started. So John Constantine first appeared in 1985 as a recurring character in the horror series The Saga of the Swamp Thing, in which he acted as a supernatural advisor to the main character. It's funny because, from what I can tell, Swamp Thing is not a big fan of Constantine now in the comics. Yeah, he definitely doesn't seem to be. But he's also a lot older of a character than I thought he was, to be honest. I know, 85? That like, I figured he was going to be up there with like the boys where it'd be like late 90s, early 1000s. Yeah, I was thinking like around Deadpool time. Yeah. Um, I mean, still kind of cool. <laughs> Definitely. So, in these early appearances, Constantine would be depicted as a sorcerer of questionable morality, whose appearance was based on that of musician Sting. Specifically, as Sting appeared in the films Brimstone and Triacle and... Crybiff... Quadrophina? Quadrophina. I have not seen any of these, by the way. Okay. Which is weird. These seemed like niche things that I would have watched. Yeah. Um, Alan Moore created the character after artists Steve Bissett and John Tuttlebin, who are fans of the police, expressed a desire to draw a character who looked like Stain. Good thing you didn't have that one. Yeah. That was a lot lot of names. (laughs) But still kind of cool. Also, one of those things, like when I was uh, doing the research on this, I totally forgot that Sting was in the police. I kind of forgot they were a band. I didn't even know they were a band. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, let's move on. Uh, They had already drawn at least one character in Sting's likeness. A briefly glimpsed background figure wearing a black and red striped t-shirt in Swamp Thing number 25 in 1985, who was later retroactively declared to be John Constantine. In his earliest Swamp Thing appearance, the character is drawn with a marked resemblance to Sting. And in Swamp Thing number 51, Constantine appears on a boat with the name Honorable Gordon Sumner on the bow. It's a long-winded name. Well, I think it's the, the Honorable Gordon Sumner. The oh, name yeah. is on the bow. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. 
But I also saw while we were doing the research that uh, I guess Sting is was actually flattered and honored by having a character based on him in his appearance. I mean, it's kind of cool. If, if right? Anybody's wondering what Sting looks like? Go look up. It, the resemblance is actually pretty uncanny. And it's not Sting from wrestling. He's not wearing white blackface paint. <laughs> oh yeah, that was my first thought when you told me last night. <laughs> I remember that. But still, kind of, kind of cool. And also, I like that he actually was all, like felt flattered. Right, he, I, he was okay with it. And wasn't one of those. He's like, how a-holes. dare you? Yeah, like how dare you use my likeness? Right. So he's like, you're making me a comic book character. Heck yeah, let's go. Man, I I could only be so lucky. Right. So John Constantine's official debut would wouldn't be until Swamp Thing issue thirty seven, uh, when he was drawn by Rick Vitek. Vich. Vich? I don't know. Vich. We're going with Vich. Uh, and John Totalbean. Uh, <laughs> Christ on Infinite Earth issue number four, his second official appearance is in a cameo role, uh, shipped two weeks after the release of Swamp Thing number 37. In that issue, written by Marv Wolfman and drawn by George Perez, Constantine is wearing a green suit as opposed to his traditional black suit and tan trench coat ensemble. Hmm. Which is inter- interesting to think of him in another... Th- Outfit beyond his trench coat. Right. Also, fun little, like, rumor I've heard, but it just, like, completely out of context here and that. But I guess not, because I guess they exist in the same universe in some ways. I guess Cassiel from Supernatural's look was based on Constantine. Oh, it makes sense. I mean, they wear literally almost the exact same outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just kind of a fun little, like, rumor I've heard. I'm like, I look at it, I'm like, oh, that, that completely, yeah. And seeing as Castiel wasn't supposed to be such a big character, that makes total sense. It They almost went exactly the same way yep. in that regard. Okay, so Moore described Constantine as being drawn from a number of really good ideas about uh, <laughs> about serial killers. The Winchester House and wanting to draw Sting in a story. Calling these desperate strands a big inter uh, a big intellectual puzzle, Constantine was the result of fitting it all together. Initially creating purely to get Sting into the story, by the time in 1985 San Diego Comic-Con, Moore stated it's turning into something more than that now. Vich oh man i just realized what that sounds like if you say it fast i'm not gonna for because we have children that possibly listen to these but continuing on so uh v contribute contribution was to give constantine an earring something he considered risque in 1985 clearly you'd never been to a nightclub in 1985 <laughs> There's a difference between people doing it and you putting it onto published work. Actually, fair, valid point. Because, <laughs> yeah, for published work for the 80s, I could see that. Yeah, okay, fair. Because I mean, a lot of those groups that did that in the music industry were very on the edge and kind of the rebels of the time. Which completely fitting of Constantine's. So. Right. Alright, so asked in 1985 about the similarities between John Constantine and the character Baron Winters from Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan's Night Force, Moore revealed that he was a big fan of Wolfman and Night Force, but that no intention to rip off Baron Winters existed. And to quote him, he said, With Constantine, I don't know who I was thinking of. 
I just wanted this character who knows everything and knows everybody, really charismatic, uh, who knows nuns, politicians, and bikers, and he was never at a loss for what to do. I suppose there is a similarity with Baron Winters in that he's another manipulative character who has a bunch of agents working with him. Yeah, that sounds like Constantine. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially when you look into, like, the the TV shows and the CW with, like, Legends of Tomorrow. He does. He always knows somebody. Right? Like, the guy, the guy is that guy who's like, I think I got a guy for this. Right, it's like, <laughs> there's something magical. Everybody on the team just looks Constantine. So, who are we going to? Yeah. <laughs> I love it when he looks a little indignant about it. Like, come on, guys. You... Well, actually, yes, I do know exactly <laughs> right? what's happening. <laughs> so in uh, 1980, uh, 1988, Constantine was given his own title, Hellblazer, in 1993 at the launch of DC's Vertigo Comics imprint. Hellblazer was made an official Vertigo publication. It was the longest continuously published Vertigo title. That's kind of cool. That is. That was kind of nice to know that someone like Constantine was the longest title. Yeah, that's pretty badass. So as far as real world, that's kind of it. I do love just like how often the Sting thing came up. Right. Like somebody was... That was his whole point of making this character. Right. Like he was a real big fan of Sting. Clearly. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be like me introducing a character. You look at him and be like, that's... Is that Liam Neeson? Like, I'm surprised you haven't yet, to be honest. <laughs> I might have to work on that. You've done more Sean Connery references, I feel. Yeah, true. To all your Scottish people. We were in Scotland for a while. Anyway. Like even before Scotland. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Uh, let's get into in-universe. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Uh, John Constantine was born in Liverpool, England. During his childhood, uh, uh, he experimented with magic. He attempted a spell taught to him that would make him a powerful magician. However, he was not told that the spell required a sacrifice. While performing it, uh, his family's home caught fire and resulted in the death of his mother and father. So, you know... In case anybody was wondering how that opening question tied in. Yeah, this is how he becomes a warlock. <laughs> That's literally, yeah. Like, if we if we were going D&D stats, warlock all the way. So, in his young, young adulthood, Constantine would be a wild, silver-tongued punk, and he had a knack for being a conman. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of dude. Right. I like him already. Constantine had continued to show interest in anything of the occult but did not take it past the hobby until he began a relationship with a police officer named Margaret Ames. The, the first of many love affairs. Oh my God, yes. So we could probably do an episode of just love affairs at some point. Yeah, because <laughs> he's, he's had a bunch. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, <laughs> moving on. So the two would bond uh, by going on a mat- on. Amateur magical adventures together until Constantine decided she deserved a normal life and would leave her without explanation. Dang. Ghosting her when you're dealing with ghosts? That was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But but still, like, a little effed up, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I get him wanting her to have a normal life, but one, she's an adult. She may have chosen it. Two, maybe, like, say something. Like, hey, Bye. 
As unfortunately as as you see through a lot of the different iterations of him, that's just kind of his character. Yeah, he's real. He, he's not a good person. He's really the king of that Irish goodbye. Thought he was British. Later, Constantine and his first love, Veronica Delacrooks, formed a mystical-themed punk band named Armucus Membrane with their friend Ga- Gaz Lester. Okay. We're going with that. Yeah, okay, that's, that's what we're sticking with. Also, I don't know, kind of a cool name for a band. <laughs> uh, I feel like it, I'd go with something probably a little more mystical themed with the name but it's it sounds a little surgical right yeah it's it, a little too body centric also makes me think of the song insane in the membrane <laughs> a little bit right same so the three would live the uh, rock star lifestyle and began getting more serious with the magic they practiced together until the spell went terribly wrong because of course Always. uh causing Delacrox to slowly lose her connection to the mortal world Constantine was able to stop it, and the band, in turn, would fall apart as a result of this incident. Constantine became uh, became determined to focus on his skills as a magician. Which, you know, makes sense, because when things go wrong and you're part of the reason it screwed up... Might want to hone that skill. Yeah. Especially if you're going to keep messing around with that stuff. Exactly. Because clearly he had no intention of stopping. Exactly. Because there are some people who I get if they don't want to hone it because they're just like, you know what? No, I almost I almost sacrificed the city. I'm done. Yep. Constantine was like, I mean, you know, like, we almost, being the key word, sacrificed the city. We didn't completely. There's no reason for us to leave. <laughs> okay. So, Magical Beginnings. After his stint as a rock star, he learned everything he could of the occult and magical in Europe before traveling to New York City to learn under one of the greatest mages in the world. Nick Necro, who had himself studied under the great Giovanni Zatara and Baron Winter. Zatara? Ah, God. That's just a magical line of fan, line in the comics and that. They're badasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, so Nick's girlfriend at the time was Zatara's daughter, Zatanna, who herself was a powerful magician, who John first, uh, when John first laid his eyes on her, he would fall in love too. I mean, who won? She's beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, she has got some bite to her in that. She's not a person you'd want to mess with. Uh, she was always kind of a fun character to watch in the, in the cartoons. Oh, God, yeah. Mostly because like, she was like very flirty, very showman. Well, she performed She was magic. a magician. Magician. But at the same time, she could also destroy you with her magic. Like, she was not a slouch. God, no. Yeah. Which is to say something, because there are some characters that are that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... So the three of them studied together, battling occult threats like the Cult of the Cold Flame. Nick, however, soon became obsessed with the search for the fabled books of magic. And in his obsession, betrayed his friends and allied himself with the Cold Flame. That's a real D move, man. (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah, but it was character growth for both Zatanna and John. So, I mean, it makes sense. So, I mean, which one of you guys is going to betray me for some character growth? I feel like you're doing it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going more of the uh, Rick route with that. <laughs> so, John and Zatanna would date for some time afterward af- until they eventually uh, were driven apart when John caused her father to die during a spell gone wrong. He really cannot get these spells to stop going wrong. <laughs> Dude, right? Like, 
Uh, before their breakup, Zatara would cast uh, Zatanna would cast a spell on John, commanding him to be a better person. Which I don't know why that bothered me, but it did. <laughs> it just it, I don't know felt felt weird. I mean, it makes sense because it's she's trying to force something upon someone. Yeah, I, I think that's that's what bothered that's, me. That's about what it, it is. Because I was just like Zatanna, come on. But anyway, uh, yeah, dude. Constantine's the amount of unlucky characters we deal with is just insane. I mean, it's kind of the trope of comics and heroes and villains. True. So I mean, they're all bound to be unlucky eventually. But I, I just feel like, like with some someone, especially like Constantine, it's almost like D and D. I am an expert in this magical thing that I've studied my entire life. Not one. Damn. I. But even at this point, he clearly is still not an expert. Yeah, true. Keeps and, it, and it sounds like he keeps trying to do spells that are above his level. That, I think, is probably his problem. So, Shady passed. At some point, John returned to England and fell in love with a young woman named Maureen. But her involvement with John eventually led to her committing suicide. Something John would always blame himself for. My God. Wow. That came out of left field and was dark. I think John just needs to stop dating people. Well, yeah. Duh. (laughs) Um, So eventually John would run into a traveling hippie convoy that a young psychic, Mercury, and her mother, Mirage, belonged to. John and Mirage became lovers for a while before jo- uh, John caused the convoy to break up and left. Dude, he is Yoko ono every group he joins. Yeah, people just need to stay away from this man. Right? My God. He, this dude is the Yoko Ono of the DC Universe. It's just feel like that, man. Every group, just some tragedy follows him. So Constantine furthered his magical studies in the city of Newcastle until he and the Newcastle crew attempted to save a young child. Ostra Lug? We're going to go with that. Ostra Lug. From the demon Nurgle. It was the Nurgles who took it. (laughs) Only to fail the spell and send Ostra right into Nurgle's clutches. John, as we keep saying, stay away from him because <laughs> he clearly just just he just can't do it. He really, I'd be more upset at him if it, if he like I don't know I don't he's he's a slouch, but at least he ex- he he comes off as the guy that you would probably not want to trust. Right, but he's not even a slouch. He just sucks. <laughs> Are we, are we going to put him up there with Raiden and, uh, and who's, who's his name? Blue dude. Jace. 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 Yeah. Jace. Um, I, honestly, I'd say he's worse than Jace. He's almost up there with Raiden. So right now he's in between the two. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's continue and let's see what the verdict it, is. Cause at least unlike Raiden, he's not trying to plan ahead. He just can't do anything right. And he's not like Jace because he's not continuously making really stupid decisions. He just can't actually successfully do his spells. He keeps ending up in the whole um, uh, by, like um, helpful bystander situation where he's yeah. like, well, I have to help. And then he's like, I probably shouldn't have helped. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, he's right in the middle of the two of them. <laughs> okay. So, 
that last event would be one of Constantine's greatest failures, and he checked himself into Ravenscar Asylum to recover from the experience, but was mistreated by the staff while there. Asylums. If there's anything you can learn to know about asylums in D.C., they're just horrible places. Like, yeah. They, they torture the crap out of you. You shouldn't be there. Exactly. Like... We could solve probably most of the villain problems if we just had a reform of the insane asylums. Oh, yeah. So, uh, finding himself cursed from ever returning to London again by a demon he had crossed, Constantine instead returned to one of the places he had first learned magic. New York City. And that's it for his origins, really. Uh, he He's kind of a unique character in the sense of he's... Always, I guess, kind of going through his origins of growing. Yeah, because he's definitely a character that is constantly growing and learning new things and getting new experiences for his magic. And Yeah, like, like it's not like, because uh, like Superman, you know, he goes through his learning phase, but he eventually becomes Superman. Batman goes through his learning phase and eventually becomes Batman. Constantine is still consistently going through a learning phase of just how to do things right. Yeah, and how to not keep screwing up your spells and killing people. Yeah, I feel, I feel like if just at some point I would love it if just like a Justice League member just grabbed him by the shoulder and was just like, no, just just. Sit. I'd be surprised if someone hasn't. Yeah, like we need to bench you, man. It's like, what? I know what I'm doing. Do you? Dude, because you seem to be fumbling around. Right. But speaking of his magic, he wants to go over his abilities. Oh, God, there's so many. Okay, so let's just get this out of the way. Magic. Uh, John is highly skilled sorcerer. I don't know. John is a highly skilled sorcerer or warlock. <laughs> Having been practicing magic since he was 18, he quickly mastered all the magic that Europe had to offer and went to America to train under. And we already went through all that, so there we are. Um, he, as far as abilities, he has astral projection. He's able to create astral projections of himself. Kind of self-explanatory. He has chloroconesis. I actually have no idea what that is. My first thought went to chloroform. <laughs> Just freaking knocking them demons out. What if that was an actual spell and just like the most useful thing? I could see it. Right? He also has chronokinesis. Uh, John knows a blood magic spell that allows him to te- temporarily stop time. Now that sounds useful. That sounds epic, right? Uh, also, cosmic awareness, which we've uh, we've actually I think uh, we've talked about that with a few characters. There's, yeah, and that basically, yeah, he just has a very high heightened sense of the universe. Um, demon summoning, he's capable of summoning demonic entities through various spells. Dimensional travel. He is capable of creating portals to other dimensions and realities. He can also use spells to banish demons back to hell. Be gone, demon! I mean, I'd like to think that he'd have a spell to be able to get rid of the demon he summoned. <laughs> I mean, we've all. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't at first. Oh, I'm sure he probably didn't the first time he did. Cause I bet you anything, knowing his track record, he probably summoned a demon on accident. <laughs> can easily see that at this point so uh he also has divination you know the ability to kind of like see where things are going uh de disintegration whoa john was able to use magic to incinerate a cultist 
Oh, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Seems like a stand, probably a standard magic spell, actually. Uh, he also has enhanced senses. Um, he is able to sense the presence of magic. He can also see supernatural beings that others cannot, such as ghosts. Well, I guess that's fitting when you're uh, known for ghosting. Hey, call back. Uh, <laughs> it's a bad joke, I know. So, energy con- uh, construct creation. John can use magic to form solid energy constructs such as shields or bridges. That's actually very useful. Uh, so sounds like he's stealing powers from Green Lanterns now. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just making constructs. <laughs> yep, solid energy constructs. That sounds a lot similar to what? solid light constructs. I wonder if that's where you get the idea from. <laughs> I could see that actually. Yeah, that that would make sense. So he also has energy projection. Uh, he's able to project multiple forms of energy. Eldrick. Oh my God. It, they literally say Eldrick Blast. He is a warlock. <laughs> also, he can do electrical blast um, and photokinesis. John was able to create bursts of blinding light, which was powerful enough to warm a group of vampires or harm a group of vampires. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, a lot more sense. Also, exorcism, illusion casting, infection. Uh, let's see. A spell that allows him to poison the ice in a person's drink, killing them. So he'd be an amazing assassin. I was about to say, like, not an unuseful skill in the right market. He's also also has invisibility, mind control, necromancy, power absorb absorption uh john knew a spell that allowed him to temporarily steal the power of shazam which you know that's a character on par with superman so not bad uh pyrokinesis sigil magic uh he's able to project a powerful magical sigil that he claims is powerful enough to kill a god spirit world creation telekinesis teleportation and demon blood Formerly, before it was uh, ripped from his body by the upside down man, John's body contained demon blood, which is what allowed him to channel magic and cast spells without facing the cost of it, as well as withstand a level of magic that a human body cannot normally handle. That yeah, makes sense. Also might make sense why his spells were so screwed up for a while. That actually would probably explain a lot. I feel if he knew that at the get-go, his spells probably might not have screwed up as much. Right. Okay, uh, so that's it for his um, magic powers. Uh, we're not going into abilities. That's fine. <laughs> it's just... Is there anything else on the magic powers? Nope, that's it okay. for the magic powers. So now we're going to go into his other media. Finally at the end. So in film... So honestly, most of his other media is actually fairly short compared to most of our characters. So, in film, he is portrayed by Keanu Reeves in the 2000 film named Constantine. Good watch. Uh, he is in Justice League Dark. Good watch. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Constantine City of Demons. And I guess he's supposed to appear in a short film releasing in the spring of this year called Constantine House of Mystery. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, he's got one animated show, <laughs> which is Justice League Action. They did a really good job in that show of like bringing in a lot of niche characters. Makes sense. 
Uh, for his live action, he was, uh, I guess he had a TV series, which only lasted for 13 episodes before cast, uh, cancellation, where Matt Ryan would be cast as the title character. I have yet to see that one, but one of my uncles will not stop talking about it. He loves it. Well, I guess for 13 episodes, that's a good thing to be hearing. So, he, uh, Matt would reprise his role the first time and would make an appearance in a crossover episode on CW's Arrow. And again, Matt would reprise his role as uh, starting in the third season of Legends of Tomorrow as a recurring role. It was nice to see him come back because that actor really does a good job. Oh, yeah. And it was nice to see that he stayed. It wasn't just like that crossover from Arrow. Yeah. It, it was a continuous story. Which was nice, because honestly, I, I love the actor who plays him. He, right. They even actually got him to voice him as the cartoon character. Nice. Well, uh, some of them. Some of them. The, the main uh, DC cartoon movies. Yeah, that They got sense. him to, like, Justice League Dark, they got him yeah. to voice him. And it was actually, I guess, while I was doing the research, it was in these TV, in all the live action DC uh, Arrowverse shows, where Constantine is confirmed officially to be bisexual. Though also knowing he is uh, dated... Um, King Shark, I feel pansexual is the better term. Honestly, yeah. I feel like he's right closer up there with Deadpool in that regard. Yeah. He's just like, you know what? I like you. Right. Um, So we have, I think, only the second person to have a music section. The song Stranger in the Mirror by Okla the Mock. I'm hoping I pronounced that right. Uh, I guess is written in in the point of view of Constantine. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which well, makes me now want to go. That makes me want to go listen to it now. Same. I'm honestly more disappointed that Sting didn't just write a song about it. How cool! How fun would that have been? That would have been awesome. <laughs> so he's got a, a, a couple games that he appears in. He has a tie-in to the title from the 2005 Constantine film released by THQ. He appears in the MMORPG DC Universe Online. In Batman Arkham Knight, there is an office front for Constantine on Founders Island. So you got an office in the game. Doesn't make an appearance, but at least got a, a nod to him, I guess. That's a fun little Easter egg. So in Injustice 2, Constantine is referenced in Dr. Fate's arcade ending, and he would be a playable character in the Justice League Dark DLC pack for LEGO DC Supervillains. LEGO. Because, <laughs> you know, he had to make a LEGO appearance, too. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. Okay, so um, that's it for John Constantine. And uh, so where where are we putting this guy? I'm still keeping him between Jace and Raiden. Like, he's not intentionally as bad as Raiden and not intentionally as stupid as Jace. He's just in the middle where he doesn't make as many. He's not as bad on his decision making, but he's also not good at what he does. Because I question when they say that he is a master of magic. Yeah, same here. He seems more like the dude who has just a bunch of mad, like base knowledge of all the magical arcane <laughs> exactly, arts. Exactly, but it has, he's the jack of all trades of magic. Yeah, basically. So you know what? Actually, that being said, I'll say I am a fan. Oh, I'm definitely a fan of him, but yeah, he's he's not a good person. He's not not at all. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode. Or even like the character before from a movie, a comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.